Hey dorks, just a quick message reminding you to head over to twitch.tv slash mindgappodcast and give us a follow. We live stream when we record our new podcast episodes and we're live streaming video game sessions on Saturday nights at 8 o'clock p.m. Central Time. We're playing super rad stuff like Among Us, Keep Talking and Nobody Explodes, Jackbox Games, and Tabletop Simulator. Come hang out and play along with us. That's twitch.tv slash mindgappodcast. Mind Gap Podcast. Welcome to Mind Gap Podcast. I am Doug. And I am the one that they call Justin. How are you doing? Are you having a good day? I hope so. We're having a great day. Um, we're talking about puzzle basements, you know, and we're saying hi to new people. Join the chat. <laughs> oh, man. Twitch, Twitch is alive. It's a frenzy with activity. It's alive. It's alive. And we love it so much. We love it. So uh, as you probably heard in the intro, uh, come hang out with us. You guys should come to twitch.tv slash mindgetpodcast. Hang out with us while we do this. It's so much fun. We love interacting with you all and getting your getting your shit in on the podcast. So come hang out with us. Uh, Justin, how you doing, man? How you been? I'm good. I wasn't expecting this this, this soon. I thought you were going to get business out of the way, but I'm good. <laughs> you know, sometimes I like to do a little bit of foreplay. Ooh. Tell me more. I yeah. feel like I feel like this is going to be the sound effect for the night. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, no, I'm I'm doing good. Uh, we had a, a great afternoon. I was off work, um, and we, uh, we we tried to record a, a another podcast this afternoon. They experienced very similar technical issues that we did, so we're rescheduling for next week. And there's a small part of me that thinks that we are just bad, <laughs> uh, technologically bad luck. Yeah, uh, it just—it's just, very odd that it f seems to follow us wherever we go, even across the pond. I felt their frustrations. I felt oh, it, God. and I was like, yes. I was sitting there. I was like, I get it. I was like, you, you guys, this could have happened to a better guest. Like, we understand. Right. Every time we record, there's a problem. So if there's one guest in the world that you want this to happen when you have on. It's us. Yeah, because we fully appreciate how frustrating it is and we hold nothing against you for it not at all so it, it is the worst feeling in the world shout out to richie and wayne from the you haven't heard this music podcast if you haven't checked them out they're great they really try to showcase um indie artists lesser known artists they showcase them on the show they interview them they play their music um they're really fun and i absolutely love sitting down because I love chatting with them because they know so much about music and how to describe it. And I'm just like, I liked it or I didn't like, that's how for a guy who was like, I want to be in the music business. That's how I summarize music. I'm like, I liked that. It. it was good. Or nah, I didn't care for it. It's the equivalent. Us being on there is the equivalent of us being on like a cooking show yeah. where the host would be like, Hmm, like the pineapple, the acidity in the pineapple really cuts through and it takes out some of the saltiness of the thing. And then it offers a nice because it's grilled. It has a nice texture to it. And and the crunch through the iceberg lettuce, yada, yada. And then Doug and I look and go, it's kind of salty. I go, are there onions in here? Because I'm not eating it if there's onions right. in here. <laughs> Tell me they now. Offer, 
they offer great insight and then we're there just to tell they the hand picture. me something i'm like can i get this uh without the lettuce because right. i i can't do that texture Thanks. what's this sauce i don't know if i like this sauce uh sir this isn't like an actual restaurant like this is a cooking show I'm like yeah i just i don't like veggies right but if you could do it without onions that'd be cool yeah, if you could take those out, I'd be really, really good. That'd be awesome. Thank you so much. I'll pick them out, but it's going to count against you when I vote. If you have to have them in, make them big so I can just really quickly flick them out. If you make them small, if you mince them, I'm going to be really annoyed because I just won't eat it. I'll be like, I oh, know it looks like shit. That's how I feel about it. Chef. Uh, yes. If you if you have not listened to their podcast, please check them out because they're an absolute delight and wonderful individuals. I will say this, Doug. Uh, you saying that you uh, have issues with onions, there's photographic evidence that was unearthed today. And when I say unearthed, you texted it to us. I did. Uh, that Not knowing that you would use it against me. I thought I was being kind and sharing information, but yeah. I need to know how it went. Doug cooked with onions today. It did. And, and uh, this was a massive step for him. To answer your question, Married with Gaming, uh, I like onion powder. I like onion flavor. I do like onion flavor. I don't like really? the texture of onions. I'm well, happy to throw like, onion powder in there, but. I know you like French onion dip. <laughs> yes. Yes. But I just, I thought, because again, when the, we, we've talked about this before, where if, if it's minced up, if it's minced, you can't taste it. Or sorry, you can't, there's no texture to it. But I thought it was a flavor thing for you. It's not necessarily like I definitely don't mind the flavor of it. Like yeah. I especially like putting onion powder when you're making like a pizza. You put it into the dough or the sauce to kind of give it that New York style taste. But what I did was I made a soup today. I tried out a uh, cauliflower curry soup, which uh, starts because I, I was looking at the instructions like onion. I was like, fuck that shit. I literally bought one today. I was like, God, I'm going to buy an onion. And, how, let, uh, I want to take this step by step real quick. Okay. How dirty did you feel buying the onion? It wasn't great. It was not a great experience. I'm like, oh, this is going to suck to cut up. It's going to burn my eyes. You know, they're like, chew gum while you do it. It doesn't help. Your eyes still water. Um, yep. It's nonsense. Who the fuck came up with that? But um, <laughs> so I bought it. Well, I first of all, I looked at the recipe and it was like, yeah, you, you have to use one and a half. No, what was it? Yeah, one and a half cups of onion. I'm like, that's a lot of onion. But I look through it, it's like you put it in a blender or a food processor. I'm like, I can get on board with that because okay. I know a lot of sauces and stuff start with like, or like stews or whatever. There's like the, the onion, the celery and the carrots or some shit like that. There's always some sort of base that it starts with the Holy right. Trinity of cooking. And so I'm like, as long as I can either get them out of there, if they're going to soak in big chunks and then I can take them out, I'm cool. Or if I can blend them or put them in the food processor, I'm all right with that. So um, the sharper your knife, the less tear gas it releases. Well, mine's sharp as fuck. So uh, any other thing, anything else you want to put out there, Slotty? I Chef will Slotty? say this. Uh, if, when you, because if you have like onion smell in your hand after you cut it, don't wash your hand with soap. Run your hand over, and I swear to God, run it over stainless steel underwater, and it will remove the smell. Anything I learned that else? in the cooking class. Also, two-day-old pizza put peanut butter on it. Tastes great. I learned that from you, sir. Never and tried it. I learned it. that from good taste. <laughs> I learned that because I was drunk, and all I had was pizza and peanut butter. And I thought, what the fuck? <laughs> hey, look, man. Guys got to eat. Hey, man. Guys, guys got to eat. eat. Guys got to eat. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> you both are heathens. <laughs> yep. 
And yes, Married with Gaming, I might just be sensitive. Who knows? (laughs) Who knows? Hey, don't say it sounds horrid. Tell it to Justin. I never actually tried it, but he swears by it. It's got to be two-day-old pizza. No, it doesn't. Next day. You told me it was two days. Nope, next day. Whoa, 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 whoa. Not the first day. You can't be. You can't bring the pizza home and then just fucking put peanut butter. Okay, on Okay, I That's think we're. Gross. I think we're saying the same thing then. Well, like da- the day it was so born not, is not, one not day, the same, and then the- not the same day pizza. <laughs> yeah, next day pizza. There we go. Next yeah. day pizza. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I could have sworn in, a, in another episode we've covered this before, and you were very specific about how you had to let it sit for two days. But well, <laughs> I mean, look, there's there's a few people in here that have listened to every episode. I would say. You're our encyclopedia. Let's go back and reference. Yeah. Next day is different yeah. from two days after. Like, think about that. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, I will put peanut butter. That's very true. I will put peanut butter and ranch on just about anything. If it's, I'll swap out the ranch for blue cheese and then we'll be good to go. See, you can have the blue cheese because sometimes when you get wings, you get a thing of blue cheese and a thing of ranch. Okay, this is we, why you and I work. Exactly. This is why I we're give married. You the blue cheese, you give me the ranch. Boom. Mm-hmm. We're happy. We're happy and, as And then all day. That's what it is. That's right. We're eating our wings. We're eating our wings, and then we, yeah, it's great. It's a good time. Yep. It's very good. <laughs> so, ranch is greater than blue cheese. Get the fuck out of here, Slotty. Get Uh-oh. the fuck out Sh- of here. Shots fired. Ranch. Jesus. Ugh. I, I, when I hear ranch, I just think uh, white trash. That's what I, that's what I think, so. That's, those are my Do you thoughts. not like ranch? No, I don't. Don't. Ranch is stuff. Is stupid stuff is dumb. <laughs> Doug hates stuff. Here we go. Thank Add you. it to the list. <laughs> Jared says ranch is a shit dressing. You're goddamn right. It is. It is. Hey, Jared. Uh, fuck me, slutty. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! All right. So uh, let's talk business for a second here. If you don't already, please follow us on Spotify. Listen to us there. You can also listen to us wherever you get your podcasts, but don't forget don't forget about us on Spotify. Uh, don't forget to join our Discord server. Head on over to twitch.tv slash mindgappodcast. Down in our little about section, you'll find a Discord banner. Click on that. It will bring you right to our Discord family. You'll Look at this. You don't have to, you know, go jerk off anybody or, I'm sorry, no, whack them. No, you don't have to, you don't have to hurt anybody. Um, and, you know, to get in, there's no hazing. You know, you have to dig a hole and then put them in it or whatever. It's just simple. You just click on a button, you join, you hang out. Uh, we post fun stuff all the time. We set up gamings, events. What was college for you? College was an adventure. adventure it sounds it. I'll never forget. And uh, it's a good time. So please come join our family. Join our Discord. It'd be wonderful. Uh, also, don't forget to check out our merch on Redbubble. It's redbubble.com. Search for Mind Gap Podcast. You'll find our stuff there. And we had a really great suggestion from jared to add something what did he ask us to add i don't know he asked us to add a design to it and i'm totally gonna do it so it was oh it was the dungeon dungeon carrions the live laugh loot he wants to add that on there i'm like what a great suggestion so i'm gonna work on getting that that in there which would be wonderful so oh yeah proudly wear that shirt speaking of this saturday march 20th we are headed back into the dungeon we are yeah. <laughs> Thank you for reminding Woo! me. Nice. Uh, have, 
is it, it there's no invite for this okay i may have not i may have forgotten to send you an invite but i don't have an but invite we discussed it over text god damn it go to the text <laughs> it's there sam may or may not be there and if he's not then we'll have our one and only slotty fill in or, uh, as Wolfgar, but we're headed back into the dungeon uh, to continue on with the journey with the dungeon Karens uh, as they try to clear the dungeon. They have to kill all the enemies in this dungeon. They got to clear it out all the way. They got to get it all the way out. So we'll see if they can do it. So we got to get it all the way out. Got to get it all the way out. So that's Saturday night, 8 p.m. Central, twitch.tv slash podcast. Come hang out. Enjoy the adventure. See what these fucking idiots do. This guy. Uh, last Saturday I streamed Loop Hero which has very quickly become one of my new favorite games um, it's super chill it's got 16-bit graphics so it's a nice sort of retro look and feel to it and uh, it was so much fun just to play that game um, I love watching it um, Noah plays it Noah Reno I love just sitting down watching him play it too so it's a really great game had a really good time thanks to everyone who come who come thanks to come and play and watch and support me yay <laughs> good times were had by ladies all. and gentlemen Doug Cochran hey I'm available for voiceover the vocal stylings of Douglas Cochran <laughs> delicious absolutely delicious all right, so that being said, let's get into it, all right? Uh, did you guys know that the Grammys happened? The Grammys? Anybody? The Grammys? Does anyone give a shit about the Grammys? No, nobody does. Zenny gets it. No, nobody cares. I, I, I got on social media. It's like, oh, this person won. This person was snubbed. I'm like, what happened? It was like the Grammys. I'm like, oh, right, the thing no one really gives a shit about. But why, Doug? Let's explore this. Yeah, let's do it. Play the track, Justin. Why? I can, apparently, you got to play the track again. You got to play the Doug hate stuff stuff again. You know. Stuff is stupid. Stuff is dumb. Doug hates stuff. I think, if I'm not mistaken, we were up for a Grammy for that. I think so. Best, you were for up best for a Grammy. Short form drop. Yeah. For best short form audio drop in a podcast format. <laughs> And the the contestants are Doug Hate Stuff, Mind Gap Podcast. Stuff is stupid, stuff is dumb. Doug hates stuff. I will haunt your butt, Mind Gap Podcast. I will haunt your butt. Pee on me, Daddy, Mind Gap Podcast. Pee on me, Daddy. Chill your tits, Mind Gap Podcast. All right, chill your tits. And fuck me, Slotty, Mind uh, Gap fuck Podcast. Fuck me, Slotty. Nice. I mean, it was it's a tough category. I mean, it which is. one which one would you vote for out of all that? Me? Yeah. You have to choose. Stuff is stupid. Stuff is dumb. Doug hates stuff. I think that definitely goes down as most creative. I think most used is fuck me slotty. I think that. Uh, uh, fuck me slotty. That was yeah. definitely. <laughs> Jared, I'm just happy to be nominated. <laughs> <laughs> so true. So true. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> uh, but no, I, seriously, though, like I my question is because. I enjoy I enjoy having it on the, the Grammys. I don't in the background. In the background, <laughs> I don't I don't care to pay attention. Yeah, I don't know anything about it? But I do. There are some performances in there that I, I I do enjoy. So I typically I'm just a fan of award shows in general. You are. So I like to have them on when they're when they're on. But the Grammys are one award show that I have never felt any sort of connection with, even when I was. Like even when we were in high school and we were still like discovering new music, because 
there's some study that was released that they say on average at age 32, people just stop finding new music. And so that would make sense that, you know, we're at this point in our lives. We're just like, eh, I don't know who this person is. I don't know 90% of these people, you know, why listen? Yeah. But even when we were still in that, that, that prime age bracket, I never got into the Grammys. Did, did you ever get into them? Um, I, I think for me, when I was just like balls deep into music, um, I remember seeing like best rock category and it was a bunch of nonsense to me. Like it was a bunch of bands that like, I'm like, this isn't rock. Like, cause you know, for me, so much music was so hard to define a genre and the Grammys was like, like green day was listed as best rock. And I was like, is, I guess that's kind of rock. It was just such a weird nebulous yeah. sort of thing. And to me, even back then I was like, you guys are not playing the stuff that I like that I'm into. Um, I just, I have, and I, I just, I kind of looked at it too is who gets to determine this. And it's similar to the Oscars where a bunch of people in the business get to vote for this sort of stuff. And I was like, it didn't feel like a good record representation of what I listened to and what should have won for the year. And it's just, it had zero, I had zero interest. And in, especially when I was way more of a dick about music back then too, where I'm like, Oh, this genre, fuck it. You know, like I don't want to hear anything about, about any of that sort of stuff. So I was like, yeah, it, it never, it never, I don't, I don't have like a niche taste in things. I like pretty standard things, but you know, it's, it's not necessarily anything that's going to win an award. Blink-182 doesn't win too many Grammys. You know what I mean? I mean, they may I have, I don't fucking know. Yeah. Find out. I, I think, mean. yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> well, I think we need to know now for sure. Um, Blink. Jerba says all award shows are just producers paying for wins. I definitely, I mean, there's, there's definitely a little bit of the, uh, you could argue there's some payola going on there and people trying to buy their wins for their clients. Um, <laughs> They've only been nominated for one Grammy and it was in 2017. 2017. Yeah. That makes zero sense. Yeah. And I, I do say uh, it was a good album, but that was the only time they were nominated for a Grammy. So, you know, wow. Not even in like the height of their popularity. That's nope. weird to me. That's no, real weird what they me. were winning was like MTV video music awards and stuff like that's that. That's fair. So yeah. That's, that's yeah, cause they're not, stuff. they're not statue They have, they've won awards, but it's yeah. just not, not been the quote unquote big yeah. one. The blockbuster entertainment awards for, you know, well, favorite I mean, group, that's... new artists, you know, California music awards, outstanding hard rock album. See, that's what I'm talking about. Hard rock album. Blink 182. Who comes up with this? <laughs> Who does this? Right. Ugh. Right. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I just, I've never. And, and the thing is, I, I think maybe part of what it is, like if, if we were in the music industry or if we bled music, I feel like that it might be different because you and I are much more plugged into movies. Yeah. And so like the Globes, the Oscars, like we we're more aware of, I can tell you, if I if I haven't seen it, I've I can at least tell you what it's about or or who's in it or I know the person you're talking about yeah. for almost everything that's nominated for an Oscar, an Emmy, or a Globe. Like I that I know, and so maybe it's because we're more plugged into the 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 I don't know the visual storytelling side of it rather than the music side of it. I I like to think that 
Because look, the Grammys pull numbers. They're not, you know, they're not insane numbers, but they pull numbers. So people watch it. There are people who are, who are into it. There are people who are. And they want something to watch. Right. You know, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. There are people who, you know, look, they're, maybe their date didn't pan out. You know, mm-hmm. they're sitting at home. They're frustrated. Yeah. They're flipping through the channels. They're like, what's on CBS? Because my life has no meaning. Right. Oh. Grammys? Oh, okay. Wait, it's on their app that I have to pay for? Oh, shit. <laughs> CBS All Access app? Mm. Paramount Plus. Oh, my bad. Paramount Pro. Pra- yeah. Paramount Plus. Um. <laughs> you mispronounced it, Doug. It's actually pronounced. <laughs> That's right. That's what it's called. <laughs> hey, have you guys checked out that new show on... That one was me. There you go. That's it. it. Yep. Old fashioned heathen said, moral of the story is Taylor Swift wore the same dress as the woman in Midsummer. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. Yeah. No, I got to be honest. Like even the Oscars, like I remember in 2008, I was so into the Oscars because Dark Knight. Heath Ledger. Yeah. Like all that stuff was up. And I was like, how is the Dark Knight not up for best picture? Like I was so mad. Like I felt like an affront to it. As I've gone on, and then, you know, you see movies like, you know, Crash wins over Brokeback Mountain, or was it The Artist, the black and white film? It's just, you know, to, to quote a grumpy old former Chicago police officer who worked at uh, as a uh, as the head of security at the hotel I worked at, he's like, ah, the Oscars just a bunch of actors blowing each other. Yeah, I mean, yeah. No, I can't, I can't argue that. Yeah, and so I look yeah. at that too. Is it's the same thing as like you know you look at what's up for categories, like who's even nominated for whatever. And again, you gotta you gotta put something in a box, right? Like Pixar movies could only be in the best animated feature category. They couldn't be in the overall best movie. Like there's just all these stupid ass rules. I'm like, I don't right. want, I don't want to give my attention or thought to any of this shit anymore. Like I'm so, I'm so over it. Yeah. No, I, I think that, uh, the thing was, yes, the, it, it could be argued that, that, you know, the Oscars and every award show is just the people of that industry, just blowing each other. You could absolutely make that argument. I will say too, that, it continues to happen because it draws numbers and because people are obsessed with celebrity culture, um, you know, and in fairness, I'll say this companies, individual companies do annual awards for their employees. A, a lot of them do not everyone, but a lot of them do. You've worked at companies that's done that. I've worked at companies that is that have done that. This company, this industry just happens to be a very public industry. So it's really no different. It's just done at a very high level and very publicly. Yeah. I would also make that argument. Well, I don't think there's anything wrong with like celebrating stuff in your industry, you know, like it happens a lot, you know, it happens internally within companies, you know, I, I think it's good to recognize that stuff, but it's become a thing now where was it for, there was like some math attached to it that if you won an Oscar, it would increase revenues or grosses by a certain percentage. Like it was, it was this guarantee of, of your movies, yeah. of your titles. Yeah. Well, yeah. And because it was just, people were literally lobbying to be considered yeah. for Oscars. And it just got to the point where I'm like, this isn't really celebrating. This is now like a marketing and financial push to make this happen, you know? And, right. and then you also mm-hmm. just look at the lack of diversity 
that exists, you know, up yeah. there and, you know, we, how strange it was for Parasite to win last year, you know, right. or whenever that was. Right. I, time has lost all meaning to me. Um, but, like, that was such a huge deal because yeah. this is like, oh, this is an Asian cast. Of, it was like a foreign language film that won Best Picture. Like, it was a shocker in whatever year that was. It was either last year or the year before. It was like, right. it was like such a big deal. I'm like, this is what we're looking at, you know, and, you know, I'm thrilled to see a lot of initiatives to bring more attention to more diverse films or diverse filmmakers. And I don't know. I just look at it as like, it's this very incestuous and gross place that where people miss the mark every year on what should be awarded. And then they sort of like later on, will then retroactively give someone an award for maybe a lesser role, not always, but sometimes. I think I'm trying to give like I, I I was reading an article that like mentioned this how um I think it was I think with Denzel Washington was he okay. in, I think he was in Glory Yes I believe he was And I think it's they like missed the, the mark things. on giving him something an award and so then they ended up giving it to him for training day and people were like oh that was just them like making up for fucking up you know not getting him something for Glory you know and you just you see these things that are just like they just so grossly missed the mark all the time yeah. and because there's a financial like gain to be have from it it's like ugh, it's just nasty it's gross and with the grammys i think it's similar it's just i don't care yeah i just don't care well, I, I think yeah and again I, I go back to the fact that i can't name and i said 90 percent. i'll even go 95 percent of the people that win awards yeah I, or or that are nominated like i can't <laughs> every year that we've watched it in the past uh because beth does like to watch it but i'll sit there and I'll look at Beth, and she'll look at me, and I'm like, "You know who that person is?" And she's like, "No." I'm like, "I don't either." Fuck this! I I, I don't I don't know what to do with this. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's it's just yeah. Now there are again there are some uh, newer artists that you know seep into my uh, awareness bubble, and I'm like, "Okay, I like this." And when they win, I'm excited. I'm like, "Great, that's awesome!" Because I, I know, know that person. I, exactly. I'm just like, "I know that person. Good for them." Yeah. But I don't have like if they lost, I wouldn't be like, "Hey, we're." Robbed. Yeah. It wouldn't. It wouldn't destroy me. You know. I just have so much less of an attachment. It was just strange because I feel like music is so much more nebulous than a film. And how do you mean? Just being that, like, how can you be like this is hands down the best album of the year? I'm like, did you listen to all the music out there, <laughs> all the albums? Like, I just there's so much content. You could say the same thing with movies, but there's not as many movies as there is music, in my opinion. And yeah. for someone to be like, this is the album of the year. I'm like, how did you come to that conclusion based on right. what? Obviously, you had to come up with nominations. How did you get those nominations? Because, again, the price tag and a financial incentive to be attached to that. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, I don't listen to any of this shit. I really don't. I don't I don't know any of this stuff. I, you know, I'm super into the bands that I just randomly find like Spanish love songs. I fucking love that band. I love their album. You know, Brave Faces, everyone. That to me is the album of the year. It sums up the pandemic all in a very nice 10 song album. Like that's my vote for album of the year. I haven't heard a whole lot of other albums though. So I don't know. It just seems so weird to, to me to be like, I, I people should absolutely recognize great works, but these things have kind of become a life of their own and I'm just not a fan of them anymore. Yeah. That, and that's, that's completely fair. That being said, if I'm ever nominated for an Oscar, I will sing its praises. <laughs> I mean, I'll be that like, show cool. will be, I will be, <laughs> I'll be like, yes, everyone needs to pay attention to this. If They're I ever did, I'd, 
I'm sorry, go ahead. I interrupted you. No, I was going to say they're very accurate. This is this is true. We should be nominated. I'd handle it like Taika with TT and just be like, I don't know what to do with this, and just like put it under my seat. Be like, thanks, you know. I think <laughs> I think there's there's something to be said that I was listening to an interview with McConaughey, and he had an interesting uh, uh, look on this. He's like, look, he goes, getting caught up in this, uh, you can lose yourself easily in the accolades. He goes, that being said, he goes, I'm not, I'm also not going to schlub it off as if it's not a big deal because my peers are recognizing me for work that I poured my heart into. So he's That's like, I'll take, I'll take yeah. a week and celebrate and be in it and just get, let it wash over me. But then the statue goes on a shelf and you go back to work. Oh, that's a fair point. And Mike. I was like, I like that. I like that look at it. No, that's that's a very fair point. You don't do it for the Oscar, but it right. sure is nice to be recognized for doing good work. I think that's a really right. good way to look at it. Because if you're doing this purely for, like when people say this movie's Oscar bait, I'm like, I don't yep. like that. Like, I don't like. Well, and you, yeah. you, the thing is, you can tell those movies too, can't you? Like, mm-hmm. you look at them, and some are really well veiled in 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 uh, you know secrecy, but some of them are just so. You look at it, you're like, God, that's dripping with just love me. Yeah. And they're they're typically white bummer movie. movies. Right. Or Justice League Snyder Cut. Yeah, there we go. Hey, get ready. It's coming. It cometh. Cometh. Hey, that this launches into your ear holes. It should be out. Just oh know. God, that's right. Just know next week, we're going to be talking about it again. So. Can I say this? Hmm. Uh. I'm legitimately, and it's it's more of like a morbid now. Uh, I'm legitimately excited for this movie to come out, and it's, it, it it has hit like a morbid curiosity. It's not excited because oh, it's going to be great. It's I'm excited because I'm like I cannot wait to see what the fuck this ends up being. I am about as neutral as you can be. I think um, I'm like uh, a part of me is like fuck. This is going to be four hours, you know. Um, yep. But. It will be nice to be a part of the conversation and it'll be nice to, you know, go through it. And, and I'm surely going in. I, I, I watched justice league once on streaming. Like I didn't go to the theater to watch it. So I watched it a while ago, so I don't remember a whole lot from it. So I am looking forward to it in that regard where I'm kind of like, okay, let's watch this again and, you know, see how it goes. Um, but I'm not excited. Uh, I hope it's better. I walk away feeling better than I did, you know, um, the first time. But I'm really not looking forward to the four hours. And you know me. I'm like, hey, man, long-ass movie. That's good. I'm in it, man. I'm in it to win it. But four hours for this? Yeah. Oof. Well, we've talked about it before, too, which it's funny. You'll you'll sit there and you'll watch four hours worth of a TV show. You'll watch four episodes of something and... You know, it's fine. It's just four episodes, but like you're presented with a four-hour movie, and you're like, "Fuck you, you yeah. and your four-hour movie." Eh, especially when you know what originally was. Right. And you're like, "You're just adding on two more hours to fix this? Can you do that?" But Doug, that's the thing. It's not just adding two hours onto the same movie. It's like a whole new movie, Doug. Boy, I would hope so with two extra hours. <laughs> <laughs> I would hope so. Yeah, that'll be uh yeah. So just know next uh next week we're gonna be talking about that. So get in on it, watch it because we're gonna be talking about it. Yeah, and we're gonna You're spoil gonna the shit out of it. So And we're gonna try to have a guest. Mm-hmm. We don't know who, but we're yeah. gonna try. Yeah. So we'll we'll see how that goes. Yeah. Um in addition, 
to the Grammys was I got to know this. I'm not <laughs> Jared, not the same movie. <laughs> you it missed is. one. It is. It is. Um, so was Bill Burr hosting the Grammys or did he no, just do he a segment? A, he was a presenter for, okay. one, for one award. If Bill Burr was tapped to host the Grammys, that would be a true sign that it was end of days. Yeah. Like right. that would be, we're done now. Yeah. Yeah. It's Bill Burr would be the first person to go. What the fuck am I hosting this thing for? Well, uh, my, my taste ended with CCR. <laughs> it's like, if ACDC isn't here, I don't give a shit. You know, I don't give a shit. Yeah. Um, well, Bill Burr presented and, uh, in classic Bill Burr style. Well, why don't we just listen to, uh, to what he has to say. Justin, I don't know if you're going to be able to hear this, but the uh, the audience will. Please. Was I the only one who wanted to kill himself during that piano solo? Uh, <laughs> I bought a suit for this. I thought I was going to be on TV. I'm such a moron. I am losing so much money right now. All right. Shout out to all the rock stars that I wanted to meet tonight who are watching at home instead. I'm talking to you, Don Dawkin. All right. What? I'm old. That was my first concert. All right, here are the next categories. All right. Hey, how many uh, feminists are, like, going nuts? So how, why is this cis white male doing all this Latino stuff? Uh <laughs> so that was Bill Burr. Uh, he had a couple of uh, quick things, and uh, he really took uh, – <laughs> Twitter was not happy about that. So uh, um, I, I didn't watch, so I just – I saw Bill Burr was trending. I'm like, well – I don't know what happened, but I can guess, you know. It can be one of two things. I can guess. Either he died or he said something. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then I watched the clip and I was like, that's, I mean, if you know anything about Bill Burr, that's on brand. <laughs> yes, very much so. Um, I've enjoyed Bill Burr for many years. And actually, you were the first person to, like, introduce me to him and his podcast. Was I really? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I've, thank you. I've enjoyed it because... Um, I enjoy him because he doesn't take himself seriously and he has very unique perspectives and he walks this very fine line in my eyes between, Oh shit. You almost, you're, you're going to get killed. And uh, also like, you know, this is boring. Like he, he, he just dangerous and funny. He's right there. He's right there right. on the line. And what I love about this clip is you hear, you hear the studio crew laughing. <laughs> As he's as he's talking about this stuff, which is hilarious to me. Yeah, I he. No one should be surprised when they see Bill Burr walk out that something like that is going to come out of his mouth. Yeah, it's I mean, it happened at SNL. It's been happening for the 30 years he's been doing comedy. Nothing has changed. Uh, I'll I, I'll say this. I've been thinking about this clip throughout the day after mm. we decided we were going to talk about it. I've been thinking about it. And the only conceit that I will give to the people who are pissed off is that while what he said was very Bill Burr and was a joke, one could argue that it didn't need to be said. It didn't really add anything. Like it was said, it was said to incite. Mm -hmm. I would say like, you know what I mean? Like you could just, you could just present without, you know what I mean? Like I, 
yes, it was very Bill Burr, but at the same time, I think like it was it was said with the intent to stir. And I don't know if it was necessary, quite necessary. I don't know if it was said to stir necessarily. That's just, I think, Bill Burr's natural reaction <laughs> to stuff. Right, well, yeah. I, I, yes, that is, that's definitely his natural reaction. Yes. Um, I don't, because I don't see him as a provocateur. Like, I see him just trying to make a joke, you know? And, right. um, you know, I, <clears throat> I feel like the, uh, the response was a bit much. Uh, to quote uh, Jasmine, uh, Bill Burr is xenophobic, sexist, and racist, and the crew just all laughed along with his shit jokes. He's an actual embarrassment. I'm like, okay. I mean, the other thing is, if you've listened to anything Bill Burr has done, if you listened to a the larger body of work, he's very much not a racist. Yeah. He's also got a beautiful mixed-race family. Yeah. So, like, it's... I would say that that's a hard that's a hard argument to make, uh, you know, hearing one one joke. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm I, I ride the line on this one. I don't find pers what he said personally offensive. And again, I think because it is Bill Burr, and he says he says he he makes his jokes and he calls it out. And I'm sure there were some people who had the thought, "What is this cis white male doing?" like introducing the the latin part of the grammys like mm -hmm. that that's definitely i'm sure he nailed that on the head you picked the whitest person the ginger and i'm sure that's something he even said behind the scenes like why are you having me present right. this why me like As he said before this like this howdy doody looking motherfucker like, shockingly caucasian yeah and i'm the one like, that's... if you're not ready for me i'll surprise you yeah i think part of it too is like if you don't know who bill burr is this has got to be like, what the fuck just happened? Like, it, so I think part of it is just like, you don't know who he is. It's, it, you know, you're going to be like, what? What? He's yeah. a presenter. It's like, he's also a comedian. Like, right. that's his style. That's what he does. Uh, some other tweets where Bill Burr is the perfect example of why white men deserve to be kept in cages. Nice. Bill Burr's not funny. What he said wasn't funny. He said something triggering. Ban Bill Burr, actually just ban white men, a disgrace. And this is where I look at the stuff going like, okay, gang. All right. Get at there your band hammers. Get at your band hammers. In fairness, there were a lot of other people on Twitter who did say, who took the stance of, obviously the people who are dragging Bill Burr have never met Bill Burr. Yeah, you know, exactly. all these millennials coming, or these Gen Zers coming out to drag Bill Burr need to watch a Netflix special or so there's other tweets like that. So, yeah. you know, I, yeah, look, there's it, this, it's such a, it's a, it's a tough subject right now because everything is, the tensions are so high around everything yeah. and it's just, it's a, it's a real hard, it's a really hard topic to have a discussion about. It's a real hard topic to, you know, I don't know. Bill Burr went out and he said what he said. Like, I don't know what else to say. Like, he wasn't, you know, I don't know. <laughs> he wasn't, I, I still think he did it because he wanted to kind of ignite, but uh, I don't know that that's just, that's my, that's uh oh, it's okay. Did we drop? Hold on. What happened? I'm good. It's a little, it's a little okay, hiccup. Good. We're all good. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, Got real nervous for a second. Anyway, yeah. that's my hot take. That's that's fair. Um, 
I think, um, I don't know. Like it's, it's just, you know, it's a situation where this, this goes back. We've had this conversation multiple times about comedy, right? Right. When is com? when is a joke? Okay. And when is it not? And I kind of go, uh, by numbers, you know, if the majority of the room laughs, it's a, it's a successful joke. Sure. And if if a you know minority of the room doesn't laugh, then okay, that joke's not for them, or it didn't work. It's not. It's not always going to land. You know, it's it's like not everyone can watch a movie like Superman Returns and like it and find value in it and think that it's you know worthy. Whereas yeah. you know there it's it's just not. It, it, it's the way that it works. And you know, someone also posted one of his jokes he did on a on a, on a TV talk show. It says. Someone goes, don't you think you went a little far, a little too far with the Catholic Church jokes? And he goes, don't you think the Catholic Church went a little too far? Right. Like that's, again, that's funny. That's, yeah. Because it's the fucking truth. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I, I like that someone put that out there because some people are like, he's attacking the church, the Catholic Church. He's making these jokes. And he's like, yeah, my perspective is that the church is crock of shit, you know? Right. And that's his. Yeah, I'm attacking the church because the church attacks boys. Yeah. Little, little helpless boys. Yeah, right. Yeah. Now listen, I will also concede some of the stuff that he sh- said may have been pretty shitty, right? Like he's just like, man, who anyone else dying during that piano solo? You know, <laughs> I'm here for all these guys that I love. I was hoping I'd get to meet musicians, but here I am on this empty stage. I don't get to meet anybody. Like, right? You know, I think I think Jared brought up a good point, and maybe I'm misreading it, but it, it 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 what he's saying makes me think of this, and maybe this is the point he was trying to bring up. I I think for me, when he what he said uh, specifically. Because did and correct me if I'm wrong. I don't remember the clip, and I couldn't hear it when you played it. But he said, he said, uh, I bet there's a bunch of feminists out there who are asking why this cis white male is host is introducing the Latin part yeah. of this award show or something like that. Yeah, I think <clears throat> the fact that he said uh, he called out the feminists and cis white male. I think I don't see a reason to call out the feminists. Yeah. Because that, like, to me, that was the inciting portion. Sure. Because like what Jared said, he could have goes, like he could have just self-deprecatingly asked, why did they ask the white guy to host this bit or to mm-hmm. to host this portion? He could have just like, yeah, blanket statement, same joke, but reframed it without calling out a specific group of people who don't necessarily need to be called out there. I think that's where my, yeah. that's where the specifics of my hangup are sure. on this particular joke. Now, 99.9% of the rest of Bill Burr's stuff, mm-hmm. no problem with it. Yeah. He also did a, a a pretty obnoxious voice when he was voicing what they sounded like too. So right, and so again, like I'm like that's that that's where I love Bill Burr, but I can watch only. There's a point where I'm like, all right, like, like, do you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, I don't, absolutely, I love Bill Burr, but I I also have a limit of how much Bill Burr I can handle in a given. And you know what? It's okay if you don't love Bill Burr. That's totally fine. That's true. You yes, know, it's it is. totally cool. It's totally fine. Um, yeah, I didn't, I absolutely see your point. Right. And I, I actually take back what I said. I could see what you see about the provocation coming from the way that that was phrased and why that would piss people off. Like I right. get it. Um, cause I think that there is a way to make the point he was making of why the fuck am I doing this portion? But yeah. 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 Um, yeah, I think what's, what's always the bad of this is the Twitter reaction that goes, Oh, yeah. And it's yes. like, we got to ban them. You got people who are like, you know, the, the things that <laughs> this is the perfect example of why white men deserve to be kept in cages. It's like, that's, that's a wild thing to say, man. That is a wild thing to say about this. Like there, it's just the drastic 
generalizations just ban white men. Now look, as a white man, as a cis white man, I can tell you, honestly, white men are pieces of shit, okay? I get it. I get it. But it also stings a little bit when people are like, ban all men. I'm like, hey, I'm a man. I'd like to get to know you. I don't, I don't think I should be banned. Like, I don't, I, you know, those sort of blanket statements. You know what that is? That's an absolute. You know who deals in absolutes? The Sith. Is it the Sith? So I think the Sith are making their play right now on Twitter. So you're saying this is like deep, deep Republic stuff. Yeah. Deep. Right. Yeah. Deep. Deep. Deep Republic state. stuff. Like this yeah. is, you want to talk about the deep state, the deep, deep Sith state is yeah. knocking at our door. And if we're not careful, we're going to have ourselves an emperor, an emperor rising up from Twitter and we're going to be in trouble, man. I feel like we just got rid of one of those. Darth Sidious is really behind the scenes, you know, a Darth, it all. A Darth Trumpius. I mean, maybe, maybe, but, you know, I mean, the, the thing is like with, with as much, with as much shit as again, speaking as a cis white male, as much shit as we have done uh, historically, I get, I, I get why that sentiment is expressed online too. Sure. Like I, it, yes, it stings, but I'm, I don't feel like I, I'm not going to say shit about it because, you know, uh, historically we have sucked ass, uh, pretty fucking bad. So, you know, I'm going to sit there and I'm going to take that lump because that is like, look, that's, that's where things are at right now. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to argue it. I'm also not going to, I'm not going to argue for it. I'm not going to argue against it. I'm just going to let that, I'm going to let that hang out there and I'm going to continue to try to be the best version uh, of a human being I can be. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm not going to engage in it is, is basically what it is like that stuff. If someone wants to put that online, if that's what they're feeling, that's what online, that's what that's for. Absolutely. Express that. And then let's, let's, I'm, I'm going to move on. Um, Express that and hope to God that, you know, when something good happens to you, someone doesn't dig up that tweet and use it against you. So, right. Well, and that's the other thing on a larger scale, you get like, Yes, you may be upset by that, but like you got to think too. Like all this lives online, and that could, co- unfortunately, that could come by- back to bite you in the ass. Yeah. That kind of shit. So I'm not going to engage that sort of quote unquote conversation online. I would feel differently if someone shouted out that to me to my face. Um, I would, you know, if someone's like, you know, all white men should be put in cages. I'm like, hi, I'm Doug. I don't know you. Um, you know, I w- I would like to have a conversation in that regard because. That sort of language to me is just very dangerous. I don't care what group you're talking about. That's very dangerous and very ignorant thinking. And white dudes have been fucking up shit for longer than we can count. Um, But to overgeneralize like that, I think is just a dangerous thought process, a dangerous place to go. And um, I don't know. I, I just, it bothers me to see that because I'm like, that's, it's it's you're conflating things you're 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 making things you're blowing stuff out of proportion and that's not the sort of reaction i think our society as a collective should be taking towards things we shouldn't be like this bad thing happened this one thing happened then we need to nuke it it's like whoa i think in in a larger sense that one thing and we've talked about this uh many times on this podcast is that uh, one thing that the internet does not allow for is nuanced conversation and like honest nuanced conversation to, to try and 
and get better, to try and heal things, to try and move, to try and educate and get past and and unite. Like the internet does not serve that purpose. Yeah. Like nine times out of ten, it does not serve that purpose. The internet does deal in absolutes. The internet does, uh, you know, like people take sides, and um, again, a lot of people are justified in the rage that they're feeling because of what history has taught us. But I do think that there is a big need for, uh, in, in order to move forward in any capacity, there is a big need for nuanced conversation. It has to be able to be had conversations mm -hmm. and it, it makes it real hard to, to have that. Uh, just the internet in general makes it hard to have that. It is because it sucks that you can fire out your thoughts and opinions into the void without any repercussion. Mostly, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it, it just allows people to, create echo chambers or just completely end conversations by blocking people, which on the flip side is good, right? If someone's harassing you, you should be able to get them to stop. 100%. But it's just, it's created this horrible divisiveness and it's created this situation. Like you said, like there, I would, though I guarantee you most of this stuff would not be said in a face-to-face -face conversation. Like we have created a, an, an area where people can just say the most ridiculous sometimes hilarious, sometimes off the wall, sometimes heinous and disgusting things. And it's yeah. just like, they get to say it. And I'm like, you realize that humans are really dumb and hearing, I imagine this is what it would be like to be a telepath. To basically be able to read people's minds, just looking at Twitter is, is exactly what being a telepath would be like. You just get just this constant barrage of shit thinking all the time that's, and it's just right here yeah and you're like oh no i hear all these things and all these thoughts about everything and you're just like i don't want to know but people don't have shame anymore either so they're like right. hey uh like <clears throat> something someone shared in our discord this is a real good way for you to want to join our discord uh someone was like posting how they were getting rid of their uh their their cum pants uh they were sweatpants that they wore whenever they jerked off and they just jerked off into their pants and they posted a picture and they're like, I'm finally getting rid of these. And they looked like they had been, I don't know, buried with some rusted metal for about 20 years. Uh, they looked absolutely horrifying. And someone posted this online and they described how they used them. And I was like, super glad that I don't frequent our discord. <laughs> I'm telling you, you're missing out. All right. There's some good gems there yeah. and you gotta go check it out. Uh, <laughs> you say that like it was someone in the discord who did that. Maybe. Maybe they're in the chat right now. Who knows? Uh, but, you know. Right. I The other, I, the thing I wanted to come back to and ask about, because we, we often talk about what is funny, and we make it, um, <clears throat> so there's people that want to clarify things. I want to, I, I, go ahead. I want, I want to make sure. Yeah, that, okay. That I Discord's see what you're saying. Someone cleared. in the Discord did not post this saying that they had these. They found a post from somewhere else and then dropped it into our Discord. Thank you. Yes, yes. No, no one in our community was jerking off in his sweatpants and then posted, hey, I'm getting rid of these things. It was a stranger had posted this. It was circulating and they grabbed it and showed it to us. So, yes, thank you for I put my dick in Wes. Well, thank you for <laughs> that. We know of. <laughs> yep. Mary with game is like, we're not deviants, Doug. <laughs> true. That's true. We're a good group of people. Doug puts his sweatpants on and... I just poop-jaculated my moist missile. There you go.
It goes. So we've talked about in the past uh, what's funny if most of the of the room, if the majority of the room laughs, it's funny, and if they if they don't laugh, it's not funny. But when you let's walk back to the Bill Burr thing, when you're when you don't really have a room, when you have a national audience that's that is remote who's watching you, and you've got some crew members that maybe are laughing off the set, but you can't really hear what they're like. So let's hy- hy- hypothetically say you don't have a room, right? How do you know if it's funny? It's a great question. Is, it, is, is Twitter the room at that point? <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> so what is, so like, what's that, what's the litmus test for uh, if something's funny then? That's, Cause that's, yeah. I get, now that we're in this remote world, it's a whole different ball game. I feel it like. really is too, because it's, because that's the beauty of a theater or a club or something like that. You can gauge in real time what worked and what didn't versus right. something like this where you're talking to a camera and it just goes and you don't get to see the reaction of the people at all. Right. And then the people that are speaking up are not the majority. You know what I mean? Like there's no way to know. You don't know if they are. You don't know, but I'm willing to, because if, 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 if it's, we're judging by Twitter, a fraction, (laughs) I think of all people who are on social media, Twitter is definitely not the first as far as like how many people are actually users of Twitter. They're definitely the loudest, one of the loudest. Sure. But not necessarily. So that's a really good point. I don't know how you judge that. It's the same thing like when uh, Ricky Gervais would do his hostings, right? And he would do jokes and the crowd would be like, ooh. Or you'd be like, oh, go fuck yourself. You know, like he would right. just totally whatever. Um, but then the internet. I'm here. You're here. Okay. We said, but the internet. But the internet loved him. So the room went, ooh, but the internet loved him. So again, which one is the bigger? Which yeah. one is the bigger slice of the pie? That's a good point. Same thing like when Michelle Wolf was doing the White House Correspondents' Dinner and was like making jokes, and the room was like, "Oh!" But the rest of the world right. was like, "Yay!" Like, right. it's 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 a really hard way to judge it, and I don't I don't have an answer for it. I really don't. Um, yeah. I think it's a matter because there's also going to be a silent group, which I would say is the silent majority, because everyone who watched that is not going to weigh in. You know, they're not That's all going to vote. Too. Yeah. So you're not going to know for sure. There'll always right. be some sort of vocal group that will like it and not like it. And then there'll be the majority of people that don't say anything. Right. Myself like this. I'm, I'm commenting on it now, but I'm not posting out on the internet. You know, I'm not defending Bill Burr's honor over it. I'm just like, eh, I enjoyed it. You know, <laughs> I mean, it kind of seems like you're defending his honor. Yeah. Right. Cause he needs me to do that. He needs <laughs> Doug Cochran from mind gap podcast to stand up for Bill Burr because you know what? No one else is doing it. I feel like Bill is just, he's having a rough day Mm -hmm. and maybe he just needs the support. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, That's a really great question. Yeah. I would say I'd put it out to, uh, I would love to hear the community uh, weigh in on that, Uh, Mm -hmm. you know, either on Twitch or on our social medias. Like now that, cause again, if you've listened to the podcast at all, you've heard us speak about that concept of if the majority of the room laughs, then it was a funny joke and everyone else go fuck themselves. But if the majority of the audience is virtual now in our new reality, how does that work? Like when, what is the test now for is something funny. So um, I do, I would love to hear what the audience thinks about that again, either yeah. in the Twitch or in our social medias. I'd like to think from a comedian standpoint, performer standpoint, that'd also be maddening, right? You don't know mm-hmm. if the joke is landing. Just How do you test out your material? I mean, yeah. Like, I mean, that's, that's, the... how, that's how people used to go and whittle down and hone sharpen their skills as they would take raw ideas and they would 
do the joke and then that didn't work. Okay, I'm going to replace this word. Oh, that worked. Okay, but this one didn't get quite the laugh. And then by the end of a, a year, you know, you had your hour. Yeah. Well, it's the same thing like when Chris Rock was hosting the Oscars, right? He would do surprise drop-ins at clubs to work on his material to see if the jokes worked. Like, right. They were doing that. And I, I don't even, I don't even know what's possible with that, you know, that sort of right. stuff, you know, nowadays. And I mean, I remember listening to Bill Burr's podcast after his SNL uh, <laughs> uh, hosting. And yeah. he was talking about how he was like running his act in the hotel while he was getting ready. And he did the whole, uh, who's the guy that got punched in New York? I forget, I forget his name. Oh, uh, oh, fuck. Um, who's the guy who was in Ghostbusters? Oh, my God. And Honey, I Shrek the Kids. Rick Moranis. There it is. I want to say Richard <coughs> Dreyfuss. I'm like, that's Thank not you. it. Yeah. yeah. He like, the way he delivered it while he was getting ready, like his wife fell over laughing. She goes, that's the way you got to say it. He goes, really? She goes, yes, you have to say it. It's just like that. Right. And that's how he delivered it. Like he was still working it out as he was getting ready, you know? And yeah, that's, <laughs> I think nowadays what you have to do is you have to find that group of people that you trust. That's going to give you honest feedback yeah. And I think you have to go with comedians and writers and people who understand it. It can't be that's the other thing too, is like the average Joe also may be too dumb. Which is why I'm I'm very much when it comes to like movie screenings and stuff. Yeah. They didn't like it. We gotta change it. It's like who right. who are these fuckos? Like, how are we gonna know that? This you is know? not the majority yeah. at all. If you get yeah. that lady from Kirksville who saw Inception was like, I didn't understand shit. It's like, what if she was in the focus group? You know? Like, well, we gotta make it dumber. You know? It's just... <laughs> like, okay. That's that's how right. it works. So yeah. I, I think, yeah, nowadays you have to find you gotta find that group, that, that collection, that the, those people you trust that are gonna be like, add this, change this, adjust this, and then you're good to go, and then just fire it out and see how it goes. Yeah, it's it's definitely it's it's weird and terrifying. Like I would that's something I think we should maybe we should have a stand-up comedian on or something like that. I'd love what? that. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. We should uh, hmm, interesting. If only there were an app that you could test material out on. Hmm. Foreshadowing. Um but no, I legitimately really would love to talk to like a working stand-up comic and and see like what what's been going on. How how do you workshop material now because you know, we have been very, very successful in transitioning to doing this remotely, and it has actually benefited us quite a bit. And, you know, uh, other industries have been able to work from home and this, but, you know, it restaurants have figured out a way with delivery. Bars have had uh, definitely a hard time, but comics, I, it's a, it's, it's not really, it's not really one that you hear about a lot. Like, I, I'm very curious to see what the last year has been like. For people, again, there hasn't been really gigging, but like, how do you even workshop an idea? You know, else, you know who else has been hit really hard? And this is very serious. This is going to sound like I'm joking, but porn. Like, you got to know that that stuff, that's probably why things like OnlyFans have actually been really successful. Because that's a good point. Yeah. How many people can actually go to a place and be in sexual contact with someone else with, without a vaccine? Like, and they're right. That industry does a really good job of tracking that stuff, but. You think about that. How are you going to workshop your stuff in the porn biz? You know, you're like, I no, like I doing really this, but you know, yeah, for uh, a new moan, but I just don't know if it's going to take, is it sexy? I just, how can yeah. I, how can I get people to tell me if this is sexy? Does Listen, this make them want to I only have 10 digits. I need 15. How can I know what's possible without these other five digits? You know, I only have two fists. Mm-hmm. 
right? What about a third? And a, a dick third? with balls, you know, like. <laughs> How am I going to know these things? Right? I don't. I only have two nipples. I mean, what are we going to do? And only one of them works. Right. Right. Jeez. I mean, come on. <laughs> nope. Nah, poor is doing fine. Step families already live under the same roof. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, no. Seriously, the amount of, like, step step family <laughs> porn that's out there is, it's oh, not okay, man. man. It's not okay. It's, Jared, what's the what's the porn website down under? What, what do you guys got? Is it downunder.com? Because I heard that was good. <laughs> is it pornhub.au? <laughs> <laughs> Plus, Lola Bunny, Bunny doesn't need a vaccine. Oh, shit. That's Shots true, fired. Shots fired. Dun, dun, dun. Shots. There it is. There it is. Bringing it back. Yeah. Um, oh, man. Do we have time? What do you think? Do we have time for this last one? Uh, it'll be really quick, I think. You want to get into it? Let's do it. Uh, all right. In case you all don't know, uh, Netflix is cracking down on password sharing. So if you're doing it, stop. No. And that is the story. <laughs> Hard no. Um, uh, yeah, this article from Wired says, uh, streaming service is making account owners enter two-factor codes in a limited test. They argue that it's actually not so bad. So, <laughs> I would argue, what, what does it mean that's not so bad? Uh, Jared says, uh, by the way, for the, porno, for the porn stuff, he goes, it's still porno, but everyone is having sex on the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> when they're grinding they grind the other way <laughs> their hips move the other way um, um yeah yeah i i look <clears throat> netflix is again we've talked about this well within their right both legally from a business standpoint more like to to do this they to to crack down on people sharing passwords personally i'm affronted by it i i don't I don't, there's too many streaming services right now and they're forcing my hand. This is the same way that I, what I feel about pirating mm -hmm. is that if you force my hand, I will do the thing you don't want me to do because you're giving me no choice. Now, someone could say, well, then if you don't want to pay for it, you just don't get it. That's how, that's how the economy works. Yeah. I would say that uh, these companies are being extraordinarily uh, greedy. A lot of these companies are. Um, I think there's an element to that. The way that they're doing this, which I think there's probably some truth to it. I think it's both. I think for one, Netflix obviously wants to earn more subscriptions, right? They want to get everyone who's watching it to pay for a subscription. If you live in the same household, that basically they want one subscription per household. Right. Um, but they talk about essentially how there is a security <laughs> threat, which I think is true, by sharing your passwords with multiple people. By yeah. sharing a password... I share my password with you. I can't control who you share that password with. And then that's fair. If someone with less than stellar repute gets a hold of it, they now may have access to your credit card information and other information like that. And then, interesting, you know, so, cause if you think about general cybersecurity <laughs> stuff, you wouldn't just hand over your password to any old person. Um, so it is, there is definitely something where there is some identity theft and some things like that, that can happen. Um, so yeah, for sure. Also, they want to get that money. So, <laughs> right. 
Which again, from a business perspective, purely from business, I, I, hundred percent makes sense. I can't argue with that, and I, I, you can't fault them. Obviously, this is their business, and they, they, if they can make more money, why the fuck wouldn't they want to make more money? Obviously, I yeah. just think we, as as much as the streaming platforms were supposed to solve a problem, that was cable, and now there are so many individual, and we again we've talked about this on the show. There are so many individual. Uh, streaming platforms and each like each property or each uh, company now has their like Warner's got one and Paramount has one and now uh, NBC Universal has one and then there's the Netflix and Hulu and Amazon's got one and then it's just Disney Plus has one and everybody's got one and they're continuing to come out and at some point you know you're you are starting to hinder I think by more people creating streaming services, you are having an adverse effect on your bottom line because you're forcing people to choose instead of leasing your, your material to one company and letting that company pay out from there, you're forcing people to potentially not choose your streaming service, right? So then what comes after that? Maybe someone comes along and bundles it back up. So you pay for a bundle of streaming services, in which case we have just reinvented cable and we have not solved for jack shit. Yeah. Like we're back. It's cable 2.0. That's all yeah. it is. So I, I just, I think that the more streaming services that come out, they're actually, they're doing a disservice to themselves. I don't know. And that's, I understand from a security perspective, this Netflix sharing thing, but I think there's a bigger issue in that the, the, the fractioning off of multiple streaming services like or or an endless amount of streaming services is in as a hindrance to the streaming industry i think you're and I right think that's something that netflix should i think that's something that they should look to solve for more so than oh people are sharing passwords <laughs> like it just it seems like your industry there's there's a problem in your industry fix it well i, th I think those are two separate issues i think the idea of the overall industry becoming cable you're right i'm conflating the two it's fine yeah. Um, you know, I'll put it, I'll put it on your permanent record for your annual review. Um, <laughs> but I think, um, I personally, you know, I, I feel like if you're, if, if you want something and you want to enjoy it, you should pay for it. That's kind of like my general stance on it. I'm lawful good when it comes to this sort of stuff. Um, mm -hmm. I don't share my passwords with anybody. I don't share it with my family or, or friends or anything like that. My household has Netflix. We watch Netflix. It's fine. So, like, this decision doesn't really affect me too much. Right. Um, I've always had an issue with folks who try to skirt the system. You know, I've told this story before. I'm going to fucking say it again. When I interned at Victory Records uh, in Chicago, we were at a record label. Bunch of us interns. The idea of some people had dreams that they were going to work at this fucking record label, right? And there was a guy there who'd been there for about a year interning. And he outright said while we were in our intern area that he still stole music and downloaded music. I was like, dude, you're, you're interning at a label. And he's like, well, when I have money and a real job, then I'll buy it. I'm like, that's just, this, this can never, I, I can never connect with me because I was like, if you want a pizza and you don't have money, do you get to eat the pizza? No, I know, right? Like, and that—that's what always really yeah. bothered me. Someone who was in the industry who was still stealing music. I was like, "What yeah. the fuck is wrong with you?" So it's kind of similar to this, where someone's like, "Well, I want to watch that show." I'm like, "Okay, well then, get a subscription." I'm like, I don't want to, but I still right. want to watch it. It's like, 
like I there's some stuff that pops up on Hulu that I like to watch, but I don't want it that bad, so I don't buy Hulu. I'm like I don't sign up for it. It's like you could use my password. I don't Doug. want to. I'm good. Oh, fine. I don't fine. want it that bad. You know, um, it's just it doesn't cost you a thing. Though. No, I get just it. Subscriptions suck soul. ass. Subscription models suck, soul. dude. The idea that you're always on the hook to yeah. fucking buy something and pay it on a monthly basis. It sucks, man. It absolutely sucks. But yeah. I just, for me, morally, I'm like, if you want something and it has value to you, you should pay for it. And you should get that w within the realm of the rules and limitations that exist. And um, I think, obviously, Netflix has every right to do this. I think yeah. to them, this is a win-win. They essentially get to say, Hey, because also something to consider, if you're sharing your password with people, your recommendations are going to get fucked up, man. False. You're, no? You can create profiles. Okay, you're right. That's right. That's absolutely right. So, but... And for the record, too, I I pay for it. I'm, I share it out to my father-in-law and to my mom. Yeah. So, I again, at the end of the day, if they were, they're doing just fine for themselves. If they want it, they can... Yeah. They can pay for it too. This is just a, it, this is more, this is more, this more hits the, the, the strings in my heart about big business. Yeah. I'm like, damn, fuck you corporations. Yeah. But again, I can't argue it because it is absolutely well within their right. Yeah. And I think this and I'm is first to admit that. And they're absolutely right to be like, Hey, we should probably lock this down because the people are handing out their, their stuff. Like I'm sure there's some sort of liability there with them because they're not making an effort to stop it. And if someone gets their identity stolen, are they on the hook for it? At the very least it's bad PR, right? I don't Absolutely, think so because yeah. I'm like, you're sharing your shit out. You're going to fuck You get what you get. But yeah, are they actively proactively trying to be like, we're trying to keep you safe and we want you to right. use our stuff. It is going to cost you because we want, you know, that's how I would pitch it. It's like, we want your stuff to be safe. Right. You know, and, and it's, also, it's a side yeah. of it that I had never really considered before. That's an yeah. argument that I had not, not even thought of is that, yeah. yeah, if I was sharing it out to like, like hypothetically, I gave my Hulu password to Jared. Mm -hmm. I don't know. You know, he's an Australian. He's a criminal by nature. Like, I don't know <laughs> what's going to happen. I don't know who's going to give it to. Yeah. I can't and... trust that. The English said that you're a criminal. <laughs> I have to trust the English because we're from them too. Yeah. Um, and as far as like, I agree with you on the streaming services. Like the, I don't give a shit about all these other ones that are popping up. Everyone just wants a piece of the streaming pie. Originally it was just Netflix. Netflix paved the way and everything was on Netflix. And then all of a sudden people were like, uh, we want to start our own. And they started, it was the same thing with steam on video games. Steam was this internet platform to buy and sell shit. And all of a sudden EA games is like, we want our own. We're going to call it Origin, and we're going to violate the terms and remove all of our stuff off of there. And then you got Epic Games that has their own platform. It's just like, right, for right. me, and that sort of shit, too, I'm like, fuck your stuff. I'm with Steam. All my shit's on Steam. I have no right. reason to go to your stuff. In fact, I'm annoyed that I have to go somewhere else to play something. I'm right. like, fuck off. But you know, in this situation, like, I don't give a shit about Peacock. I don't give a shit about Paramount. I don't care right. who has a fucking streaming service. Like, where are the shows that I want to watch? I'll watch them, and if I'm done, I don't feel like I'm getting any value out of it. I'll fucking cancel it, and I'll move on. I don't... It's just... It's like DC trying to catch up to Marvel. Everyone's like, oh, we should have a streaming service, and we're going to lock down this content. It's doing exactly what you said, Justin, is we're creating channels. Now, yep. I've always said, give me ad hoc channel choices that I can choose to pay for on my own, and I will be happy. If that's how we stay... I'm okay with that. There could be a bajillion of them. It'd be like having 200 channels to choose from on TV package. I'm like, let me choose five to 10 and I'll do that. 
And I'm okay with that. And I will live that life. What'll suck is how everyone's going to take their ball and go home. Like Peacock's going to be like, all the office is going to live in our platform now. So if you want to watch the office, you got to come over here. Right. And anyone who owns whatever the fuck else they own, you know, but also to some extent it's the original contents King right now. You got to make that good stuff. Cause are people just going to come? Are they going to come for the office and stay for what? That's right. where like Disney, that's Disney that's plus right now is like, Come on over, y'all. We got all your shit. We got all the Star Wars movies. We got all the Avengers. We got all the Disney movies, all the Pixar. And guess what? We got more shit coming. We got the Mandalorian. We got Mm -hmm. WandaVision. We got the Falcon and Winter Soldier. We got Loki. And, you know, it could get shitty if they were like, oh, welcome to Disney Plus Basic. Would you like to add the Marvel package? That's an additional $3. Do you want the Star Wars package? That's an additional $3. If they start going down that way, which is not out of, um, you know, what that's within imagination, right. um, that will suck. And that's something where I'd be like, look, if you want, I get if people are going to pirate. I will understand it. I won't do it, but I will understand if people are going to pirate there because I'm like, that's, or people are going to share passwords in that regard. I'm like, I get it. I really, really do. Um, because that's just some greedy ass shit right there. Um, especially if you give it to people as is now and then take it away or put a paywall for it. I mean, you may wet people's appetite so they'll still want to watch it. So they'll still pay for it. But I was like, you're going to piss people off if you do. So. 100%. Yes. Uh, and then you've got someone like Netflix. I had to look this back up again, but they have over, I think, 70 movies and like maybe 200 series or something like that. Something insane coming out in 2021. So like, again, Netflix, everyone's drawn from Netflix. Like Netflix had everything because they were the only player in the game for a while. So everyone went to them to listen to watch all this other stuff, the Marvel movies. And then things started getting taken away and put onto other services. But Netflix was was like, that's great because now that we have you, we're going to sink billions of dollars into pumping out more content that you can potentially fathom. And it's all about that original content now. And they successfully, I feel like Netflix successfully created that wave. They were the ones who were like, we're going to turn ourselves into a studio. And everyone else was like, shit, we have to too. So now everyone starts cranking out their own shit, you know? Yeah. And a few people have gotten it right. And a lot of people have gotten it wrong. Yeah. You know, the the whole Disney plus thing. The the thing that I have trouble with is that is, and this is where when one company owns too much, you run into this. Disney owns Hulu, Disney owns Disney Plus. And so to buy both of those, and I understand that you can bundle them, but like it it feels like you're paying two times into the same company and it just that's the kind of stuff that They also me. own ESPN, so you can bundle all three. Absolutely you can. Yes. So but you can't bundle all three and bundle in Hulu TV, Hulu Live. Hmm. Which makes no fucking sense to me. Anyway, we digress. I think the point that we're getting at is... Welcome to the Throwdown. Ta-ta-ta! Oh, baby. Oh, baby is right. Douglas, tell us what we got. This week is a villain throwdown between X-Men's Apocalypse versus... Dark side of the universe. All right. So uh, I got to pull up our little fandom pages here. Pull you up. I wish you would. <laughs> I've been asking for it. 
All right. Uh, Let me start with Apocalypse. Okay. All right, let's start with Apocalypse. All right, so Apocalypse has superhuman strength, so he is capable of lifting far in excess of 100 tons. Strong enough to physically restrain the Hulk while the Hulk was in an enraged state, so that's how strong he is. Superhuman stamina, vulnerability, highly resistant to injury. Although it's now possible... The jets? A boxer's going to name himself to fly. Teleportation. A biomolecular alteration. There's complete control over the molecular structure of his body and can alter it at will. Energy generation. You generate energy for a number of effects. There's energy absorption. absorption superhuman speed. Force fields. Energy projection. Telekinesis. Can move shit with his mind. Immortality. Uh, his original body was immortal even before being modified by the celestial ship. He lived for a thousand years. He can enter a coma-like state for his mission. He can recover from any wounds. The downside of his altering by the celestials and his enhancement was that the techno-organic virus needed to allow this to happen ravage his body, requiring him to find new ones over the uh, He's a genius. I thought, and this is just purely from the movie, but I thought Apocalypse was the amalgamation of every mutant, basically, that was out there. Doesn't doesn't he have, like, every mutant power? I don't think so, but he's considered the first mutant. Like, he okay. was the very first mutation. Got it. Okay. Um, and he's obviously has a lot of ability. Extremely. Uh, what's Darkseid got going so uh, he's got new god physiology. As a new god, Darkseid exists outside of normal space and time, or time and space. The new gods have evolved into beings of genetic stability and evolutionary perfection, taking up the powers of other... Again, Skeleton King, DC, outpowered motherfuckers. Uh, enhanced intellect, immortality, invulnerability, regeneration, superhuman speed, superhuman stamina, superhuman stinkth, superhuman stinkth, strength. Superhuman he also stink. He's stinky. Uh, he's got the Omega effect with cosmic, with a cosmic energy field called the Omega effect. Um, uh, as it's the core from which all his other abilities manifest, he can manipulate this energy field to traverse time and space, among other abilities. He's got Omega beams. Uh, he's got cosmic so like awareness. High beams, you know. Yep, exactly. He's got cosmic awareness. He's got. Uh, darkness manipulation. He can turn the lights out. He's got dimensional travel, erosion blasts, flight, uh, gravity manipulation, power I'm sorry. absorption. You skipped Resurrect. over. You skipped over boom tube projection. Darkseid's able to create and project boom tubes at will, <laughs> either for its own use or to send others to desired oh, destinations <laughs> without requiring the use of a mother box. Wait, give me the boom tube uh, clip. What? What What would the boom tube clip be? I'm assuming kaboom. Yeah, I don't. My voice it's... my voice mod's not working, so. I ah, it off, fuck. So. Boom! Yeah. Come! Is that it? Boom! Yeah. There you go. Uh, yada, 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 et cetera, et cetera. Genius, hand-to-hand -hand combat. Intimidation is one of his abilities, because why the fuck not? Apocalypse is everything, just like Superman. Sorry, Dark Side is not Apocalypse. Dark Side is. <laughs> he's he's an overpowered DC character. The end. Well, unfortunately, 
I think uh, I gotta go with Dark Side on this. No shit. I love I love invulnerability. It says Dark Side survived the destruction of a whole planet, remained unfazed by the combined assault of the Justice League, and was completely unharmed by the god killing boom spheres. <laughs> this fucking shit. What is the boom thing with these guys? It took the combined power of the entire multiverse's green to knock him out. I don't think Apocalypse is going to be able to uh, match that. Wait, where was that? What was that under? Invulnerability. Where was invulnerability? Near the top. It's like fourth from the top. I got to... Take the combining power of the entire multiverse is green. What the fuck is green? Like the Green Lantern Corps. (sighs) Sometimes comics upset me. Yeah. Um... Jared did bring up, he goes, you just said Apocalypse can adjust his molecules at will, but then said Darkseid is OP? Yeah. Did you just hear what we just said? Right. Apocalypse is one of the biggest bads as well in uh, the universe. Like, he's a tough dude. <clears throat> Man, he, the thing is, it's not fair. We got to stop putting DC against other people because DC just over... DC is the ultimate skeleton king. Mm-hmm. Like, they just overpower everybody. There's no... You can't, you can't. Yeah, what, what's, what are you to do against, like, how's the story interesting against Darkseid? I don't that, just right. hate on D, well, I mean, Jared, listen to us here, man. Hear us out, hear us out. These characters are overpowered, man. Overpowered. They're right. so powerful. The we don't hate on DC. I, we love Batman. Batman's <laughs> a great fucking, we love that Sandman. is a great fucking character. We love Sandman. Watchmen. Like, that's a great, great comic. You know, there's yes. great DC stuff out there for sure. But right. Darkseid I mean, takes a team. Darkseid takes a universe. All the green. <laughs> whatever that means. Yeah. Uh, yeah, here's the thing. I, I, I actually like the character of Aquaman. The movie wasn't that great. It was okay. It wasn't that great, but I like the character of Aquaman. I like, like, there are people in the DC universe that, that there are interesting stories and interesting characters. The DCEU is garbage, mm-hmm. and a lot of their big bads are fucking nuts. Now, like, most big bads are, but. But see, I like something like Galactus because Galactus is a force of nature. His role is to consume planets, he doesn't do it with malicious intent, but. He's there to consume worlds. What's Darkseid's ultimate thing? He's just a bad guy who's like super powerful. Do they have limitations for him on here? Is there any, does he have any, uh, doesn't have any weaknesses, any ouchies? No, no. It'd be funny if he was this powerful, but he was about as intelligent as a four-year-old. That would be hilarious. That would be great. I would love that. I would love that. that. Right. Him, him trying to reconcile with us. He doesn't understand what he can do, you know? Right. He's, he's essentially, like a goldfish. He's like the pyro from Team Fortress 2. Like, he just sees worlds and rainbows and candy canes. Right. But <laughs> he also is just unleashing horrific terror on people. Right. That would be amazing to see that from a perspective of, like, the Justice League. They're like, there's this terrible force out there. It doesn't make any sense. And you go see it. It's like, yeah, it's this amazing being with the intellect of a four-year-old. <laughs> Nothing makes sense about it. It's like, how do we stop him? I don't know. Can you reason with them? Maybe for about a minute. Yeah. Before they get tie-tie. Look, okay. So he says Apocalypse is overpowered as well. Apocalypse is... Yes, Apocalypse is is definitely 
very, very powerful. <laughs> but if you look at their, if you look at the line them up side by side and dark side is just, it's twice the length of what apocalypse is as far as yeah. the description of, of everything. I don't know. Look, we're not here to debate which one is more. Well, I guess we technically are. Um, <laughs> that's what this, that's what this whole fucking segment is. Yeah. Uh, I want, the thing is I want, I want to argue for apocalypse and here's the thing. It will be an amazing fight between the two of them. They will wreck each other or go to town trying to wreck each other. But at the end of the day, dark side is just, I, he's just more, he's overpowered. He's more powerful also, than, uh, than apocalypse. Is. Dark side is eight foot nine and 1800 pounds, man. Like how is that? He's not carrying that weight. Re- well, I mean, good Lord. That's a dense dude. You know, that's in his dick. It's, it's all in his dick. Yeah, I think Darkseid wins. I just, yeah, it's hard to not give it to Darkseid. Um, yeah, I guess uh, Darkseid for the win! You know what? Hold on. Darkseid for the win! He's shorter than Vampire Mommy from Resident Evil, the new Resident Evil game. <laughs> there you go. Very true. Uh yeah, I uh, I'm gonna need to do a little bit more digging into Dark Side and actually see like what his weaknesses are, how he can be defeated. Because I'm curious now, like what did the when the writers write such an overpowered character, what do you do? Yeah, how do you stop him? Right, as a team. Have, as a team. Again, Jared, I understand, and I'm not don't want to discredit what you're saying. Apocalypse is stupidly powered as well, and anytime you get up to these godlike characters, yes. They are, they've got ridiculous powers and who the fuck could face them? What I will say though, is it just feels like Marvel tends to put the, uh, there's, there's, there's always a loose lug nut in there somewhere that, that can make the wheel come off of the character. Yep. It just feels like DC's characters are so airtight. How do you, how do you battle them? Yeah. That's, that's that. I think that's the overall point. I agree. Obviously. There you go. Because we're good. Justin, what a great episode. Hey, um, thank you. What do you got to uh, recommend this week? Uh, I'm going to recommend Lost in Translation. Uh, Sofia Coppola's film from, I think it was 03. Um, it's, uh, it's one of those that everyone who is in film, anyone who likes film is like, you, you must see this movie. And I had not. And I saw it. And I understand why. I thought it was a great movie. I really, really enjoyed it. Um, I would recommend taking a look at it there you go. and i think right now it's on prime so watch it while you can dun, 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 dun. what do you got i recommend actually this was a recommendation originally by seth gersbach uh the last time we had him on uh it's american vampire the comic uh by scott snyder who apparently someone added onto my notes the american fart master general that is not true write that but i'm gonna say it because it's funny um Phenomenal comic. It's really, really good. It takes a unique approach to vampires. I don't typically find vampires interesting or scary or whatever, and this has been a really cool story. Um, I've read the first four issues of, I think there's eight total volumes, I should say. I went to the library, and I went on a checking out spree, and I found them. That was actually one of the ones I was going to go find. I grabbed the first four, and uh, I fucking love it. It's really, really good. Um, I don't know how that's not a TV show, to be honest with you. I don't know how no one's picked that up and adapted it because it'd be an awesome show. Dibs, let's make it happen. I think actually Stephen King also wrote on the first volume, um, 
half of the story. Like he, I think he was doing one particular storyline, um, and it was, it was excellent. Great art. I, I can't recommend it enough. So nice. go check that out. American Vampire by Scott Snyder. That's probably why it has not been made into a TV show is because it will be bad. <laughs> Anything Stephen King writes just can't be adapted. Mm, not true. Not true. Sorry, it. You got it. It's it, the new also it. also um, Doctor Sleep, phenomenal movie. Oh, was it? Was it good? Really, it really good? good. It was a sleeper. Okay. I think I. Rec- okay. Ah, I see what you did there. It was worth checking out. Um, boom, gang. Thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, but before you go, please do us a favor. Check us out on all our social medias and like and follow our stuff. You know, uh, we're all at Mind Gap Podcast on everything. And uh, above all, too, check us out on YouTube. Subscribe. Uh, we post all of our episodes there as well as any highlights from our shows and our streams. And from the bottom of my heart, I would say, please come check us out on Twitch. Twitch.tv slash Podcast. We live stream our episodes every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Central, and we do our video game streams every Saturday at 8 p.m. Central. Um, we just love having you all around here. It's great having you in on the conversations and what we're doing. It's it's the best. It's so much fun. So come hang out. Check us out there. And also, don't forget to check out Justin online as well. On Instagram and Twitter, at Justin underscore Michael, spelled M-I-K-E-L. It's the fun way of spelling it. And while you're in the online realm... Check us out on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Verbal, Podbean, all the places where you can find and consume the old cast of Pod. Subscribe to us, like us, rate us, review us, share us around. The big one is sharing. Just copy the link, share it out to your social people, social network of all the people, and tell the people in your social network that you should listen to these two people because you find them to be interesting people. And then 2eastaith.com slash mindgap and uh, 2eastaith.com in general. Just keep an eye on all 2eastaiths stuff yeah baby yeah baby um yeah baby oh the uh the trailer trailer thank you for sid penrose is out you've heard me talk about it for a fucking two full years so go go watch the trailer and the the film should be coming out uh in the next month or two uh after we schedule the private screenings for those who helped pay to get it made yay yeah go check it out the trailer's really cool recommend it thank you well, that being said, I want to say from the bottom of my heart, Justin, thank you. Douglas, I really mean this when I say thank you. And to all the Twitch people out there, I want to say uh, gracias. And listeners, merci beaucoup. Mind Gap Podcast.